0: Right, guys, our next guest is Doctor Cordy Williams. hashtag Let me get this right, megaphone marine, right? <laughs> That's
1: right, buddy. And hashtag
0: vote uh, for Cordy. You're running for senator in California. Unbelievable, brother. Now tell me, were you run? Were, were you planning on running before? Because I know you were out there giving out speeches, but what was it all about?
1: No, <laughs> no. I'm a holistic chiropractor. I'm a doctor and a dad. A U.S. Marine and uh, you know the video that that went viral got about 21 million views in May of 2020. right? a backwards hat on. I talked down some riot gear police at the Sacramento Capitol before rallies were rallies. And then where you and I met um, was was when I was with an organization that I founded um, called 1776 Forever Free. That's and me. we started speaking out, doing protests, a lot of protests that you covered actually, uh, uh, Jesse. And and we did them up and down the state. We did them across the nation. And that kind of just after two years of doing that, um, teaching people the Constitution, encouraging them to run for office, you know, the immediate question was, when are you going to run? And and so here we are right now, six months later. And, you know, we've got the primary coming up tomorrow. People have already been voting and uh, we're just hoping we can get the turnout up, um, get people to realize that we can win and um, change California. Are you you're not a write in, are you? Are you on the ballot? I'm definitely not a write in. No, OK. Um, no, I'm actually one of the Republican front runners out of 22. Um, uh, you know, we started probably with 10, uh, um, early on it's exploded. It's, it's, it's really blossomed unfortunately. Um, but you know, I'm one of the front runners. It's probably between me and maybe two other guys for that second spot. Um, it's a jungle primary, so it's the top two voter getters. Um, so we know Padilla is going to take that first spot. Um, I'm really confident, um, that I'll get that second spot tomorrow. And, uh, Jesus willing, we will, and we'll move on to the general.
0: Well, we we already know that you're going to get in, so let's not let's not okay, worry, anybody. Let's not worry about it. Tell me, who is in? Who's in that place right now? Is that a Democrat? Obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who so it's it? it's actually Gavin Newsom's lapdog, Alex Padilla. He used to be the Secretary of State. Um, he's been an extorter, just like you know, cackling Kamala was as the um, Attorney General, and just you know, they're all scumbags. Uh, but but to be fair to my Democratic friends, there's scumbags like Mitch McConnell, um, you know, the, the state GOP. There's a scumbag named, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy, you, you know, a bunch of people. And, and some people want to bow, you know, get out on their knees and, and kiss the ring. And I just don't do that. You um, don't- y- if you're an enemy combatant and you're extorting and exploiting this country and you're part of this Marxist communist narrative that's out there um, or you don't have a set of testicles or ovaries to push back against it then Fungool, read between the lines because you're impacting my child's future. See, some people get into this, Jesse, because they have some grand future of five terms or six terms and writing books and all that. And, and I'm going to write a book, but my book's going to be on what I've experienced the last six months mm-hmm. and the consultants and strategists that are kind of like the diarrhea that seeps down the side of a portageon. That's how disgusting they are because I want to expose them so we get more grassroots candidates out there Because, Jesse, the only way this thing's going to change is to get people that have nothing to lose and don't care, uh, even people that may be willing to die in office um, to really get this thing to happen. Because there's, you know, I'm sure a lot of these elected officials that stand out like a Rand Paul, I wouldn't be surprised if their life is threatened because I have it on good authority. You know, President Trump's life was threatened so much even before he launched Operation Warp Speed. And I'm not Trump but I'm just saying when you're in a position where you don't care right. at some point, they're going to leverage and see whether you really do care or not. Right. And how much, if you do care,
0: Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Kevin yeah. McCarthy get the Trump endorsement?
1: I know. I know he did. I'm right. He did hundred percent. He got it yesterday,
0: but I thought mm-hmm. this guy was a uh, a, rhino. He's a
1: powerful guy in California. He's a powerful guy in California. And some people say it's, Political suicide for me to talk bad about him. I just don't care. Maybe it is. You know, maybe it is. I really don't care because um, the guy, the guy is just uh, there. Couldn't be a person that has sold out this state more. Hmm. They're constantly making political deals, and it's all about the state CAGOP profiting, moving on, and and winning versus California citizens winning. And it's, it's really sad, man. It's really pathetic.
0: You know, I saw you at the premiere of 2000 Mules. Um, you were there, correct, right? I'm right on that.
1: <laughs> I missed it. I was the day before.
0: Oh, you were I there the day before. for something, oh, right? Oh,
1: no, I wasn't there. I, I actually found out about it. I was sitting in the Delta Sky Lounge. Oh, I was God. sitting in the Delta Sky Lounge the day before coming back from Mar-a-Lago because I was there for... Um, you were there Bali. for something. I was there for... Um, Secretary of State Arizona, well, future Secretary of State Mark oh, right. Fincham. I was there for his fundraiser the night before. And then, you know, I didn't, I, I'd heard from Matt Couch maybe four days before, hey, I'm going to Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules. You know, we're going to have a premiere there. I said, can I get a ticket? He said, no. So I didn't think about how many people were going to be there, how big it was going to be. And, you know, m- my wife's already pissed at me for being on the road for basically three years, <laughs> three weekends out every month. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not even going to think about it, right? And then literally I'm in the Delta Sky Lounge, the day of, and the head of Salem Radio, Dave Santrello, says, Cordy, you know, if, if you would have come to me and told me something, I could have gotten you a ticket. Ugh. And I'm like, man, are you kidding me? Wow. What is going on here? So, I, saw, I saw a lot yeah, of our Patriots, it, but... it sucks, but it is what it is, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, because I saw a lot of Patriots there that are from California that were there. I, f- I figure, I thought I saw you there. I saw, I saw some Instagram video of you with Trump
1: um yeah, yeah that was the night before okay 100 um
0: so well the reason why i want to talk about 2000 mules is like are you yeah. worried at all that that's what they're going to do in the primaries and then the final election even with the senate senate position
1: well well in truth be known there's a lot of republicans that want to keep it the way it is because and and i mean that establishment republicans they want it to be this this big mystery and for it to be hard to correct and unfixable and about car- harvesting thing and all this stuff right because the more they do that, the more they keep it that way, the more we're able to propagate um, you know, a lot of what's happening, which is the establishment, the blue and red establishment. See, that's what we got to get people to understand, right? Like there's Marxist communists, there's establishment rhinos and dinos, Democrats in name only. And then there's everybody else in the middle, which are people that just believe in the constitution and want to change America. The other three groups I mentioned, they're just scumbags, yeah. right? So- so so when you put it in the context of that, um, yeah, am I worried? Yeah, I am. I am. But here's what Virginia and New Jersey showed us. If we overwhelm with the votes of pissed off mama bears out there, Jesse, yeah. we can overwhelm and buffer the cheating. And I that's know. what we got to do. I that's know.
0: But that's do. just it's like, just because we know they're going to cheat, we have to really come out and get we everybody do. to vote, which I mean, everybody should be voting.
1: Uh, While we fix it, bro, because like, like here's the reality, right? And this is what I love that that the Mike Lindell's doing, right? He's he's only endorsing, you know, he wouldn't endorse me because he's only endorsing, which I respect. This governors and secretaries of state, okay. right? Because he sees like my good friend Rachel Ham, right? That that we've got to clear the voter rolls, we've got to do canvassing, we've got to do signature matching, photo ID, all that stuff, and when we do that, right? when, when we leverage that in every single state and then we do the machines, I mean, that's going to be effective, but that's a long-term play if you can even get that passed from a state legislature standpoint. So I think it's really important that, yes, we've got to get people mobilized. We've got to get people more informed because one thing I've learned the last six months running is voters are not informed. You know how many times I hear people saying, so what is that? Are you in my district? I'm like, well, I'm the whole state. The whole state, what do you mean? So I can vote for you? Yeah, it's U.S. Senate. It's a federal seat. Like some people don't even know the candidates that are out there, they're uninformed. And so they're kind of perpetuating the issue because some of these establishment rhinos are supported by the big money. So they'll see it because they're not digging for the information. Right. Does that make sense? They're yeah. taking whatever spun and thrown out there. And literally the first name they get is going to be a rhino. Yeah. It's going to be a rhino.
0: So what's going to make you different from the rhino that's in there now?
1: or the- Oh, man, I've been out on the road for for three years. Okay, Alex Padilla has been exploiting, extorting, and taking from the state of California, and I've been giving. Um, you know, I've been a, a holistic chiropractor in Carlsbad um, since 2014. Um, and since 2020, May of 2020, when the Megaphone Marine video got 21 million views, I've been gone from my family three weekends out every month for three years, been to Maricopa County five times. I was one of the lead spokespersons for the recall. I was on the Trump bus tour with Mike Lindell and a host of others, Greg Locke. Pastor Brian Gibson, Matt Couch, and and I've gone to all the DC rallies, the big ones. Mm -hmm. I've spoken at many of them. And I say that to say that, that I've been pushing for my country. I've been fighting for everybody to have choice about what goes in their brains and what goes in their veins. I don't care about Trump or Biden. I don't care about red or blue or race or gender. I mean, I'm a Trump guy. I'm a Jesus guy. But I mean, I don't care who you voted for. We've got to get out of the context of the Marxist like talking points and division, which is straight out of uh, Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist, and start talking about the 51% we agree on, not the 49% that we don't. Because fundamentally, Jesse, in every state, regardless of whether it's a red state or a blue state, every parent out there wants to raise their kids in love the way they see fit, not the way the government sees fit. And that's how we've reached across the aisle. And I'm, I'm very, very hopeful that tomorrow night or Wednesday morning, that the votes will come in, Cordy Williams will be that number two spot because people really see, um, you know, this 42 year old chiropractor has an ability to broker deals, um, influence people and really just share his heart. And that's what people want in office.
0: How are you going to, what are you going to do for the state of California? That's going to appease the left. I mean, maybe, maybe you won't get their vote, but what, what, what can you do in California as a Senator?
1: Well, I'm, I, you know, which I appreciate the question. I never like the word appease because it means to fold like a lawn chair, right? right? <laughs> Sometimes in a lot of contexts, I know it's a fair question and you have to ask me that. And I know you're a patriot, so you don't have to prove that to me. But, um, you know, I think that more than appeasing the left, I think we need to educate the left. Okay. I think we need to start using language that is, I'll just say anti-divisive if that's a term or non divisive, if that's a term and rhetoric that really just injects people with the only thing I'll ever inject them with, which is hopium and just give them hope that, hey, this document that's 200 and something years old. I know you guys think it's old and worn out and and we need to tear it up and and get a new one. But this is really the longest lasting republic that's ever been in, in the recordings of history. It's the longest lasting institutional body and longest lasting document that has allowed a civilized government to function. So while it is imperfect, it's imperfectly perfect. We need to to have it. We need to retain it. We all need to know it. And I really feel like rather than appeasing them with what they think they need, showing them and really getting them to realize, are you better off now than you were two years ago? And I just had a Democrat at LAX airport at, at the West and LAX yesterday, as we finished up our seven day bus tour, basically tell me he didn't think he was better off than seven uh, than, you know, two years ago. But then he proceeded to tell me how much he hates Donald Trump. And what is that? Mm-hmm. That's all this like CNN, MSNBC talking points. And I'll throw Fox News in there, too, because they're just as bad in some cases as the other side. It's, it, it's not real objective news. And that's what we got to get back to. And we've got to get back to teaching people on both sides of the aisle how to critically think. And the document that leads us into that critical thinking is one document, and that's the U.S. Constitution.
0: Can you do a lot when you have Newsom as a governor? Or well,
1: you know, I'm not state, I'm federal. Um, I certainly do think it's hard at a state level. Yeah. You know, what yeah. we've got to do, honestly, in these blue areas where they don't want school choice, they don't want medical freedom, um, they don't want legal immigration the right way. Um, and, you know, they don't want. Um, what was I going to say? School choice, immigration, medical freedom. I had. Oh, election integrity. Darn right. it. Um, and, and and they don't want that, meaning they're afraid to say the F word. You know, I think in in states where we're seeing that, you know, again, we just got to go back to educating people. I think fundamentally it's just an educational issue. We've got to get back to people that are not that are talking outside of these George Soros setups that you see where there's people in black pajamas running around causing anarchy. And then there's this broad stroking brush saying every Democrat is that way. I mean, if we're honest, they're not. There's a lot of reasonable Democrats. Are there outliers and extremists and idiots? Of course there are. And we could, we could absolutely say that on both sides of the aisle. But you know, I've really come to, and God's really spoken to my heart and, and really gotten my ear, Jesse, that I'm not, I'm a Republican. I'm not a Republican because I love the Republican Party. I'm a Republican because they're the ones with the most constitutional views right now. Doesn't mean I'm a libertarian. Doesn't mean I'm an independent. I don't want to be categorized. I'm a Second Amendment lifetime member of the National Rifle Association. I uh, I believe life happens at conception. Biblical marriage is between a man and a woman. But the Constitution represents everybody. So I'm so happy that I have people like my friends from the log cabin that happen to be, uh, you know, of a different choice. You know, so, some of them are gay, right? And, and that's totally cool. I love that the log cabin doesn't endorse me, but I love that they support me. And, and I have good friends that are in the log cabin. I don't care who they go to bed with. Fundamentally, there's 51% that we agree on. They respect my view of biblical marriage, but we don't even talk about that 49%. We talk about what's over here. Do you want medical freedom? Yes, check it. Do you want your kids to have to wear masks? No, I don't. Check it. Do you want kids to have the choice if their parents want them to wear masks to wear masks? Check it, even though it doesn't make sense because they're reading, car, they're uh, ingesting carbon dioxide. You know, it's all about the right for us to control what goes in our brains and what goes in our veins. And that that transcends partisan politics and it rolls into humanity.
0: Let's talk issues, uh, gun issues. You got Trudeau uh, trying to ban handguns and sell the sales of them and, uh, you know, to sell them, transport and whatever. It's coming to America, don't you see it? One
1: hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. I mean, well, I mean, Biden started pushing the whole. I think he was talking about nine millimeter pistols, outlawing those. I think I saw that in Epic Times a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Um, you know, you see the shootings. It's always interesting how there's a shooting, and I'm not saying anything to be, you know, non-empathetic or sympathetic. Yeah. It's just interesting. We're getting close to midterms or primaries. And there's a school shooting but it I mean, happens every time amazing. it
0: happens well, every time that? it happens every time
1: i know it just kind of makes you ask questions and go emoji you know it's kind of like when the burning looting and murdering started a couple of months out before primaries a couple of months out before presidential election then we happen to get a pandemic that happens a few months out right. first one in history and we have to lock down for the flu right we make this it, it's just it's all too unbelievable to be believable right right? like like you know and i i start to question when when the house of cards starts to fall yeah and up doesn't make sense from down i start to look back on the entire body of work and i start to question a magic bullet that hit seven different bony prominences in a person's body but came out completely clean and they say that that's Aerodynamically impossible with with physics, right? Like like it just kind of makes you wonder, right? It's crazy.
0: Yeah. How would you fix the gun? Uh, the gun. The mass shootings at school. How would you fix that?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's you know, guns are tools, Jesse, and a tool is only dangerous in the hands of somebody that doesn't know how to use it. Right. So, as a lifetime NRA member and someone that has the backing of Lieutenant General Leroy Cisco, a three star general that sits on the board of the National Rifle Association. I think every single American should know how to use a gun and have a gun in a school setting. I think every teacher should know how to use a gun. That gun should be secured in a very, very high location where only the teacher is tall enough to access it with a fingerprint ID just for that teacher. Okay. Right. Fingerprint ID that teacher is trained and certified in that firearm. That firearm is loaded, right? That firearm is loaded. There's not a round in the chamber. And it's locked up in that safe, and that safe can only be accessed by that teacher. Tell me something that's not. Tell me something that is that doesn't work about that scenario. Why that scenario doesn't make sense? We know that more gun control is not the answer. There's been so many research studies that that have shown in places like Chicago, San Francisco, New York, where the gun control um, laws are higher, right, and the 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 crime either stays the same. Or the crime and murder rates continue to go up. In most cases, as gun control goes up, murder rates and crime rates climb. Uh, there's no correlation or causation for either one, right? Or, or like a concomitant relationship that one works with the other. They don't. Um, and you know, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. We're still talking about it because it's very common sense. The only reason why we're still talking about it is because it's a control mechanism and because they wanna continue to talk about it.
0: You would think Biden would do something. I mean, he just sent over $40 billion to Ukraine and people are talking about, well, he could have sent that to all the schools all the money to, you know, 500,000 to each school and could have had security or, you know, teach teachers uh, how to use a a handgun. Um, I would, I mean, I would suggest to have the handgun on them because in case the intruder goes right into your classroom, the guy's got it right there instead of grabbing a safe or something. I mean, that's how I would do it. (laughs) I don't know uh, if you would change it, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's where it would have to be a trial and error thing. Yeah. Um, I think if 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 you started to see the rates of these school shootings go down, yeah, um, it, it, like I think you would just have to look at that because I think one, I think there's problems with that. You, you mm-hmm. know, Grant Stitchfield asked me on a program. I don't know if he liked the answer. We're friends, but I don't know if you like the answer or not. Um, he asked me on a program. He's like, well, how about you know everybody there? What if without training, would you want somebody to have a gun? And I'm like, I don't know, you you know, no, I wouldn't. He's like, well, come on. If it's their choice between the school getting shot up and having a gun, well, of course. Right. But I don't like what ifs, like if you're asking me what policies I want to put forth, especially on a, on, on a radio station in Los Angeles, right. Then then I'm, and I love Grant. He's my buddy, but, but I would definitely say hundred percent. I want them to have that training. Right. Um, I, like I see his point and he makes a valid one, but, but that is a, a, um, That is a factor we can control um you know i see so many problems with somebody grabbing the gun i mean at a trump rally you know i guess it was a year or two ago uh, there there was a sheriff there and and one of the spectators tried to grab the sheriff's gun and i'm not saying that that we shouldn't have that police officers are trained to watch their gun they know they have their gun on their hip an average layman just learning how to do that with students the way they are now yeah i just one i don't think it would pass i think it would be viewed as extreme and see, this is what the right does and all that. So it would be that narrative for the left. And I just don't think we give them that ammunition. We, we, we try to meet in the middle without compromising. We say, you know what? Let's do a gun. But let's do a gun with an individual that is trained to fire it. And then let's put it in a high place where there's a signature uh, um, ID. And only that teacher has access to that firearm.
0: I like it. I mean, we could also tell the students that we are not allowed to tell you if we have a gun or not. And yeah. it's concealed, you know, and then also, you know, label it all over the school saying that this this school is uh, protected by gun or guns. Or yeah. whatever. That would uh, deter a lot of different people. Um, are, you're on the Reawaken tour, correct? You've done some s- speeches on there.
1: Yeah, I was on for about a year, I guess. And then I and then I stopped for about two months. OK, um, I took a break and, uh, you know, I took a break to campaign all over the state. Um, and, and, you know, I might be going back in September.
0: The reason why I ask you is because uh, you're around a lot of different doctors and people and scientists talking about the vaccine and how it's poison and, and it's killing people or it'll eventually kill people. Or what are your thoughts on this vaccine that they came out with?
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's um, it's only 95 percent effective, I think they said. Uh, but natural immunity is 99% effective um, and the um, virus has a 99.9% survival rate. So why would you want to spike protein mRNA mutating luciferase shot into your bloodstream? That hasn't been proven. There's no science on it. You know, it always stops me. I don't know why you'd want a flu shot or any vaccine in your body because, you know, there's mutating RNA and DNA tissue in it. Um, there's, you know, dead fetal baby tissue. There's aluminum. There's mercury. There's all sorts of stuff, and so I kind of look at that. I'm not a I'm not an anti-vax guy. I'm not an anti-science guy. Quite the contrary, I've read the science. I know it causes autism. I know it has these side effects, and just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. You know,
0: does it make you? Uh, does it piss you off that Trump is endorsing it?
1: I wouldn't say it pisses me off. I think that he's got different reasons for endorsing it. I've heard that uh, you know before he did, you know, his life was threatened. Um, that's what I heard for, uh, from some insiders, I believe, I think there's always people in that high of a position, especially the office of the president. I think there's things that they know that we don't know. Um, do I agree with the decision? Would I have made that decision? I don't think I would have, because I'm just so opposed to anything pharmaceutical and vaccine. Um, it should be a last resort instead of a first resort. And then, you know, I don't know if he could foresee that these States would take it in their own hands and. Uh, You know, independent businesses would take it into their own hands and say, excuse me, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come in. But that, in fact, is what has happened in some areas. Um, So and, 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 you know, I'm not dodging the question. I'm never going to, you know, insult a man that I respect as much as I do Donald Trump. You know, I think he's in an interesting political uh, 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 political position because you have a couple of things, Jesse. One, you have him in the position of he needs a solution. Everybody during the pandemic, he needed a solution to politically be able to move on. There's still a huge majority of this country and really the world that believes in medical treatment, meaning whatever the medical doctor says, they've got so much social authority. If they tell you you've got stage four cancer, you're going to go home and get ready to die. A lot of people still operate that way. Do I uh, uh, operate? Do I operate that way? Have I operated that way with my kids? Of course not. But with social, uh, uh, with social authority being one factor, that kind of goes into it, in my opinion. And then I think the other factor is just that he needed a, a, a solution to have any chance of winning in 2020. If he would have blindly said there wasn't a solution, I mean, he would have gotten scorched more than he already had. Could he have gone with ivermectin, hydrochloroquine? I think so. But um, there were forces of evil that were really trying to take his life from what I've heard from various people that that – you know, and I'm not close to the president, but you know, there's other people that have told me that 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 are
0: no, I, I believe it. I I I'm on the same page with you. I really do think that he was threatened, and he's just, and even if he was to come out and say it's bad, don't take it. He will, they will probably blame everything on him. The Vares report will also become
1: true. You know, they would have, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, so, so I always give people the benefit of, of of the doubt, especially people I respect as much as I do Donald Trump, um, because Donald Trump's a lion. He stood up against everything. He's pushed back. That guy was the most, you just think about his every day just being assaulted like he was for God. What is that? 1200 days, 1600 days, Mm -hmm. right? You take 365 days out of the year and you do that for four years, just day after day being pounded and having to be on the offensive and ready for combat verbally with people and having to watch every word you say. And then it being people lying about it and all that stuff, dude, I can't imagine So as intelligent as he is, and I've heard people say he doesn't take a dump without having a plan. Like, I just can't help but think that there wasn't a strategy to this, even his endorsements. There's a lot of endorsements right now I don't agree with. And I think he's playing the game to get in. Um, I don't think he's changing on us. I think he's showing a chameleon color so that he can get through the swamp to win again and, and not lose because of some fraud BS. So I think he's playing the game.
0: No, I get that, I mean, but a lot of people didn't like that he endorsed Dr. Oz. That was a big
1: deal. I yeah. don't like that he endorsed Dr. Oz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that he endorsed uh, Lombardo out mm-hmm. of Nevada. Joey Gilbert's twice the candidate, 10 times better. Joey Gilbert's a stud, um, But but we are where we're at. You know, we have who we have leading us, um, for for all his faults, mm-hmm. and there's so much that we don't know about the decisions he's making. So it's easy for us to sit out, you know, outside in the stands, but we're not the one throwing the football. We don't know where the linebacker was. We don't know what signal reads we were having to make beforehand. And I'm using a football analogy because I I literally think that you know, like a pro football game, I've heard there's however many reads before the ball's ever snapped. I mean, the intelligence it takes to like to do that and to have the hand-eye coordination to do that. Like, I can't imagine, you know, you can't even take that football scenario and accurately characterize what it is to govern 360 billion people or a million people, however many are in this beautiful republic we have, and consider all the needs, meet all the needs, and then you have this force called the establishment. Yeah, I'm not even going to, you know, I haven't had the nuclear launch codes in a football right by me, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to comment on, on some of this because I just think, you know, we've got to show some play some devil's advocate towards probably the best history uh, uh the best president in our history. And, and certainly in my lifetime, for sure.
0: No, I agree. Um, if once you become a Senator, uh, you're going to find out a, probably a lot of corruption going on in there, probably some inside stuff that you probably were never uh, shouldn't, should know. Would you expose anything um, being in there?
1: Yeah, I think you have to, I think you have to. And um, you know, I don't, well, let me ask you we'll ever... st-
0: Let me ask you this if they say, uh, Dr. Cordy Williams, you can't say anything else. We're going to, you know, wipe your family. What do you do?
1: That's a, it's a tough question, Jesse. You're, you're put, throwing the Zaners out today, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, well, I well, me, don't knowing, use that. Like it. like full disclosure, knowing me, yeah. Not trying to be a tough guy, but, um, I, I have a lot of people around me that, that, are, are really good at many different things in, in, in defense. And that's all I'll say. Okay. Right. And I was a Pogue. I was not like Jason Bourne in the Marine Corps. I was a person other than grunt, you know, I was a supply guy. Um, but you know, I, nine times out of 10, I'm carrying a Glock on me and I have about 3000 rounds in my, in my walk-in closet. And, um, so I don't, I don't really worry about that. Um, I don't really worry about a threat like that. I mean, mean, to be duly noted and I do things to protect my family, but, Um, You know, everybody in my family knows how to pull a trigger, and you know, um, and the ones that don't are about to learn. Meaning, my three year old. Mm. And uh, you know, I just don't. You know, we got Jesus protecting us, and yeah, I mean, I'd probably tell him to read between the lines. Honestly, I'm not in that situation right now, but I can just imagine. I don't really. Yeah. How much? Really like deal with threats real well.
0: <laughs> um, on uh, January 6th, do you feel like the government over is, uh, is doing an overreach with these putting them in prison, these guys?
1: Yeah, well, well I don't know if uh, there's a great movie called Capital Punishment that Nick Searcy and Chris B- uh, uh, Burgard put out mm-hmm. um, that I'm actually in. And, and I'm only in there for a brief little cameo. It's like 45 seconds. So I don't have some major role or something. Um, but it's a great film. It's a great film that exposes what happened to Ashley Babbitt, what some of the people are dealing with that that had their homes invaded and had laser dots all over their face and their body, total Marxist like scare tactic, total Saul, uh, 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 Saul, Linsky, Saul Linsky move um, as far as that goes, um, and you know I I you know I do think it's been uh, like totally overblown. I mean it's been what seventeen months, two years, whatever that time frame's been. And some of these people are living in inhumane conditions in Washington, D.C. with cockroaches. You know, we heard one guy say, you know, they put a bologna sandwich down. All of a sudden he sees the sandwich moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the roaches taking a sandwich and, you know, just like disgusting, disgusting conditions. Wow. And they're still in there. They don't get any phone calls. Yeah. And, and a lot of them haven't been charged with anything. So the Department of Justice should be ashamed of themselves.
0: So you're going to be working for a corrupt, you know, system and you got to fix it. Is there um is there anything that you can think of that uh that you would I don't know maybe team up with other senators that you guys would all yeah. or that you would jump on who who's that and what what, what would it be
1: Yeah, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, you know, um Laura Bobert, uh, like like I think it's so important that that those lions out there that are there mm-hmm. that are still in office that are fighting back and pushing back you know, they've got to start doing civil disobedience. They've got to start fighting back, getting people to take to the streets. Um, you know, I think rallies are great. I think rallies are awesome. But but at the end of the day, we've got to start doing protesting, civil disobedience, sit-ins. That's what it's going to take to win this country back. I mean, l- like like the days of just waiting for the votes to come in on legislation. I mean, those days are over. They're a joke. Yeah. They're a joke, Jesse. I mean, it's not working. The judiciary's wi- rigged. The state legislature's rigged. You know the the, the U.S. Um, you know House and Senate for the most part is rigged, and there's this establishment force. Yeah. So so even Congress is rigged. So what do we do in the face of that? And what I mean by rigged is people are compromised. People right. are making decisions not for the interest of the uh, of of the constituents and and not for the issues, but for their own self interest And that's where I just really strongly feel like bull men and women with testicular and ovarian fortitude. That want to push back and mobilize people. I mean, you think about think about five hundred people walking out of the busiest uh, business in, like, let's say Shifty Shifts District, um, let's say, um, you, you know, Crying Chuck, whatever, walking out of those busy, busy um, uh, businesses in those districts and telling everybody to read between the lines, and they lose votes and they lose money. There's so much like political capital there. Um, to, to get things to change and we're not leveraging that. We're not doing it. Wow. Um,
0: question here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so abortion, I want to talk to you about abortion. Would you be, uh, would you be, would you oppose the Roe versus way? Would you turn it over, support that? Um, what is our common sense abortion? W- what do you side on with that?
1: Yeah. So, so um, Roe v. Wade, I mean, it's, it's really simple. It's a biblical principle. Life happens at conception. Um, So, uh, you know, obviously right now what we have on the table is potentially the state might be able to make, um, you know, the state might be able to make a ruling on that individually. Um, So, you know, obviously I represent the state of California, but if I had an opportunity to vote, if that's what you're asking, um, I would definitely vote to overturn it. Um, just because of my biblical views, man, I got a five-year-old and three-year-old Jesse. And I think if you're responsible enough to, you know, get rowdy and have fun on a Friday night, you're responsible enough to raise a child and you have a God-given duty to do so because these are angels that are put on earth to enrich us. I know so many pastors out there right now, Jesse, that, that have said openly and will say every, like every Sunday, Hey, you know, raise your hand. If you have a baby, you can't take care of. Raise your hand if you think that you have a baby that you're thinking about aborting. If you gave that baby to us and we took it off your hands, would you not abort it? Mm. And and my good friend, Pastor Rob McCoy, that's endorsed me, he's offered to do that for years. So these are people just saying, hey, we'll make sure that baby gets a good home. And, And, you know, if we can't, we'll take that baby ourselves. And I think we need to go back to that culture. I think that so many churches aren't doing that. Um, you know, w- we need to get our foster care system where it's humanely done. I think there's a way to do that because every life is important. And how many, how many foster care stories do you hear where somebody becomes a famous musician or a famous football player? And, you, you know, obviously there are stories that don't turn out so good, but there's always going to be outliers. But that means we should just end lives. You know, people bring up rape, incest, um, and, 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 and a mother's life being in danger. That's less than 1%. Yeah. Less than 1% why there's no circumstance to ever, ever take a child's life, unless it's clinically proven that, that a mother is at risk. And, and, you know, a person that has medical knowledge and a medical background can prove that.
0: Right. Well, in California, isn't it up to nine months after it's born or a year? Um,
1: uh, it's, it's 60 days,
0: 60 days. That's 60 that's days.
1: insane.
0: That's insane. Uh, Six
1: days after birth, you can still take, um, you could take s- that beautiful baby's life. It's crazy e- stuff, man. Even
0: if the baby's perfectly healthy.
1: I know. I know. It's crazy, dude. You it's wonder, crazy. yeah.
0: You wonder if uh, you see. This is the thing. This is the thing. We 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 have we go to these rallies. You know, save the kids, save the child's lives matter yeah. and stuff like that. And then you start hearing that they're you know, uh, plant Parenthood is say, uh, selling the baby parts. You know, and that's why they want the abortion so they can sell the baby parts and stuff like that. But then it comes to why wouldn't they want the child to live? So they could take the child no, maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just you know, I'm just thinking like why why wouldn't they want the child to go grow up or so, cause you know how we think like they're kidnapping kids and stuff. Maybe they want kids, you know, we think, we think that's what this whole thing is going on, you know, especially at the border, you know, these kids are getting kidnapped There's, you know, they're missing children stuff like that. You would think that they would convince the person to have the child and then they would take it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It's crazy either way. I mean, it started the organizations, a demonic organization. It started with, uh, Margaret Sanger. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, you know, everything I've read, she was part of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, So, you know, we know how they wanted to just completely commit genocide to the African American population. There's tons of recorded um, documents, and kind of paraphernalia and history out there that that shows that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's how it's exploded into this multi million dollar deal, uh, where people like my opponent, Alex Padilla, as my son calls him, Padilla, um, is is supported and endorsed by Planned Parenthood. And why you would want to be, other than you're just a greedy extorter that likes to take money and, you know, likes to kill children, um, is insane to me. It's really insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, Switching topics. Uh, Well, there was a video out right now of kids at a uh, drag queen bar. Uh, What do you... Okay. Now, when someone trans... Transitions or tries to tra- think that they're a girl or a guy. Yeah. Is it mental illness? Is it is there something wrong inside them? Is it uh, you know people say they're possessed by the de- you know by the devil? W- what do you think it all is? Why are we? I don't know. I'm going to
1: speculate about that, and you know that's not. I'm not politically dodging that. I don't. I just don't know, and I'm not going to comment on that. What I will say is. The greatest thing about America is you have the right to do that. So you like if you choose, so
0: I get that. Yeah. But
1: the greatest thing about the fourth and 14th Amendment is it's life, liberty, right? Uh, the protection of life, liberty and your property with due process. Right. Like 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 you, you have to have a, a due process and life and liberty and, and, and the protection of your property. And, you know, the 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 Fifth Amendment is is at a state level. The 14th Amendment is at a federal level. So we're all covered and protected. And I mentioned those two amendments because I believe that's kind of just saying that we have choice. Mm -hmm. Like we have choice to pick what we want and do what we want and all that within certain limitations. And so, you know, when we bring up the topic of somebody switching their gender or changing or whatever, you do whatever you want to do, just don't tell me we have to change bathrooms. Where now my daughter's going in with somebody that's confused about whether they're a man or a woman or whatever the case might be. So I'm not going to comment on where that comes from. I don't understand it. Um, That doesn't mean that I condemn it, but it does mean that I don't think we should acclimate the entire structure of our society to benefit the few that we don't understand, right? When the many are running the society, we should include them, but we shouldn't be exiled. And and like, hey, for the 3% of society, we're all going to change everything to accommodate this, This small market segment doesn't make any sense,
0: but that's what they're doing. You know, everything in the news—it's like the main thing. Everyone's doing it, and we have to change our
1: creating uh, division too. The
0: schools, uh, you know, are teaching it and encouraging it, and that's why I was like, I don't understand how a child, three years old, says, "Hey, Dad, I got it. I want to be a girl now because I like the color pink." And then the dad's like, "Oh yeah, you like pink too? Okay, that's that's perfect. You're a girl. It's crazy. Uh, It's it's sick." Um, how much time do you have? Do you have enough more? You have a couple more questions. No, here?
1: I probably got a roll. Unfortunately, I wish right. I could. But
0: let yeah. me ask you uh, one more qu- uh, quick. Qu- let I me just enjoyed ta- it.
1: You, you're amazing.
0: Let me just say a couple more things. I, I signed up for the Marines when I was young in 2002. And there you is, go. And yeah. well, I never went in. So <laughs> I saw, I swore in and everything. My thing is, is that they they wanted me to say I never smoke pot. And I'm going through the whole thing and the guys asked me, Jess, did you smoke pot? I'm like, yeah, I have. I've done it before. And he's like, Jess, have you smoked marijuana before? I'm like, yeah, I have. You know, (laughs) Jess, have you ever I'm like, yeah. He's like, Jess, have you ever smoked? I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, okay, all right, I think you're ready. I think you're ready to... uh go swear! In. <laughs> I'm like, that's what they want me to uh, do. Sounds
1: like a recruiter, dude. It sounds was. Like a
0: yeah. But that I mean, was he trying to train me to lie and, or was that a test or is that just, you guys were totally against drugs then? And what do you think that was?
1: Yeah. I think I had the same experience, which okay. was, uh, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? And mine was no. Cause I really hadn't at, at, at that point, not trying to be a choir boy or anything. I just had not Um, and, uh, yeah. No, no, but I've heard that story before with other guys for sure.
0: Okay. Uh, last question. Is the earth flat? Um, No. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dr. Cordy Williams. Thank you for coming on the show, brother.
1: All right, Jesse. How can, oh, hey, yeah. Hey, can I throw out my yeah, website go real ahead. quick? Yeah. Cordy4Senate.com. C-O-R-D-I-E number 4Senate.com. That's Cordy4Senate number 4Senate.com. Make sure go out and vote. Uh, If you want to come get a yard sign, it's 1818 Marin Road, Suite 103 in Carlsbad, California. Um, But get those yard signs out there, get to the polls, call 10 or 20 people or text them. Tell them to vote Cordy Williams for the full term six years. We're not worried about the partial term. My opponents can get my humidor ready for me. My pens will be ready to go, uh, you you know, when they have that short term between November and January so, so the real guy can come in in January. So full term six years tomorrow. We love you guys. God bless you, Jesse. All
0: right, brother. Take it easy. Thank you. And uh, I know you will win. I see it. I see it in your future. Thank
1: you, brother. I appreciate that. Simplify. See you, you later, brother. See you, <laughs> man.
0: See ya. All right, guys. That was Dr. Cordy Williams. I Hopefully we got the answers that you wanted. Yes, some people will probably say he dodged that question, but you got to play it professional. You got to play it down the middle and you got to play it smart. You don't want to go hardcore one way or the other way. But some people are like, well, maybe you should have. But it's fine. Um, everything was great on that hopefully you'll enjoy that and uh, I just want to say let's you know what let's actually roll his uh, commercial ad right
2: now lives changed forever in March of 2020 and some of us felt hopeless like there was nothing we could do in the wake of that my wife came home one day and said honey we have to start protesting and on my third protest a lot of you remember me as the Megaphone Marine. I chose to come here today because I knew I had to take a stand for liberty. Now is the time for you to decide what side of history do you want to be
1: on. I'm Dr. Cordy Williams, candidate for the United States Senate. Since March of 2020, I've traveled California promoting your medical freedom.
2: That's when you say Sergeant, that's when you say Colonel, that's when you say General, that's when you say Governor. I'm not doing that. I didn't. Lose my job, then lose my soul. The guy that stood with a megaphone right up to his mouth and talked down some riot gear police and talked to them about the oath that they took. Well, we've done so much since then together, California. I've been up and down this state sharing with each and every one of you about your constitutional freedoms, how it doesn't matter who you voted for. It doesn't matter red or blue, Trump or Biden, but it's about our kids and the future they walk into.
1: Have you ever gone to the polls in November and you look at that ballot and you wonder to yourself, why do I not have that favorite grassroots candidate on the ballot that I saw early on in the election cycle? The reason why is they never got to the general election. What we've got to do is show up right now, submit that ballot and let's change California for our kids. God bless you and simplify.
0: Awesome. And Dr. Cordy Williams, make sure you guys get out and vote. Make sure you tell your friends and make sure we get them in office. Guys. I just want to uh, say some quick announcements. Uh, Alison. Uh, well, you guys used to know her as Alison Wonderland, but it's Alison Steinberg. Now uh, she is officially left Weber's way. Uh, we are searching for a new host. So if you know somebody you wanted, or even you uh, email us at contact at Weber's We are searching. Uh, Allison is now at OAN So you can watch her at OAN Uh, Another announcement, Weber's Way Remember guys, you can watch our podcast At uh, Patriot Podcast Network On Roku So you can go there, download the app And you can watch uh, Myself and other Patriots uh, And their podcasts So that's another platform, new platform We are also on Spotify And uh, Apple Podcasts And make sure you leave a review Gosh darn it Make a a review on these things. I guess it helps the algorithm. So leave a review. Five stars only. And uh, make sure you do that because uh, the comments help. And if you want to give me a a good critique, I'll read it. And maybe I'll read it on air for you. So uh, please do that. Also, we are always on Webbersway.com. The podcasts are coming out on the on the homepage now, so you can see that. We also have uh, older videos that are coming out. Older videos are coming out now because um, it showcases that we were right all along. So we're showing videos from two years ago, and now, now, now you know what's going on now, which is insane. We were right two years ago, so those are the videos that are coming out right now. I also have newer videos coming out uh, from the Reawaken tour. I have like three more interviews that are coming out out of that. Uh, I'm also going to be looking for lost footage uh, that I have that I have never put out. So those will be out as well. Uh, More interviews coming uh, soon on the podcast. Cam and I will always be uh, on Wednesdays uh, fighting for America. We will always be doing that. Um, That's going to be our daily or weekly show. Um, Other than that, uh, make sure you go to webersway.com slash shop and get our merch. Use the promo code Weber's Way or vip could get you more off your total order um so check that out also you can go to mypillow.com slash weber's way and get your fantastic my pillow now remember, they got these. They got uh, regular size pillows, king size pillows, sheets. They even got the wonderful my pillow slippers. Get them. They are like walking on clouds. I'm telling you. Well, it's like kind of furry. It's really soft. It's really good for your feet. That's what I think. So make sure you try to get it. Um, yes. Also, my pillow has uh, has has robes. It has uh, towels. Listen, this is the thing with my pillow. If you're going to buy a towel or sheets or anything that My Pillow sells, get it from My Pillow. Don't go anywhere else. Don't go to Costco. Don't support those other big corporation, Amazon. No, go to My Pillow. Get your products there. You're gonna get it cheaper, and you're gonna get up to sixty-six percent off when you use Weber's Way promo code. So do that. All right. Don't don't. Let's not support non-patriots, okay? And it supports Weber's Way. There you go. Uh, that helps um also um is there other ways you can also i love this song the song is so great you know it's, we we need god this is this we're losing the country you know we're like th- this country needs god desperately and i'm just so it's just sad that this country just left and it doesn't you know like when are you wake up people you know, Dr. Cordy Williams, you know, I noticed that he he didn't want to say that the uh, LGBT or the transgender movement was demonic or, you know, there's something wrong with them. And I understand that. Some of us will uh, say, yes, it is. You know, some of us won't or whatever. I get it. It's fine. But we know. We know what it's about. We're catering to this 1% and we're making it 99%, which just needs to stop. But how do we do that exactly what Dr. Cordy Williams was doing right now? And that's running for office. So if you can run for Senate, mayor, governor, uh, the school board, the head of the PTA, something that's going to shape America, do it now. Because if you don't do it now, in 20 years, your child could be transitioning to an alien. You never know. We don't know in 20 years that aliens are going to be the new thing. You know, instead of being a male or a female, because you know damn well that the left is trying to get away and trying to make more gender. So I'm sure as soon as they get that opportunity to really showcase a third full gender, they will love it. So that, that could be your kid. So you don't want that to happen, right? So that's why we need to get in office right now and fix this corruption. Listen, it's going to take us at least 20 years or maybe less to fix this entire country. Um, and then we have to fight the global. I think if anything, we need to, uh, arrest the, uh, the, uh, well, I shouldn't say on air, right? (laughs) I think we should fix America first and then worry about the rest, but well, the rest is also going to affect America. So it's very, uh, it's, it's tough to think what side or what to do, but remember run for office, start a podcast, um. Do something. We need to do something. Everybody needs to do something. Tell your friends. Listen. You got. You know what? Another thing is, is you got to red pill your friends. I was talking, I'm debating my buddy, my leftist friend, about two thousand mules, and he just sends me an article uh, from the Washington Post, the uh, debunking uh, the mules and how, you know, when you take a picture, you know, people would take pictures at the box office, but they weren't. They were taking pictures. Of the drop of the five ballots drop and then they're like, oh, it's only five ballots. Maybe it's their friends What? No, they kept going to the boxes every day Okay, and they would go to a, a Nonprofit organization and come back and then they would go to all these different drop-offs Why if you have a hundred drop if you have a hundred ballots in your box, why? Why why don't you just put them all in one box? Why do, why do you have to spread them out? You got to ask questions. You can't just write it off left and I, hopefully one day my buddy listens to it and he'll wake up, right? I really do. He's, a, he's more of like a, you know, free love and, uh, you know, love, just love, peace, the world. I'm like, dude, it's a, you could believe that. You could think that. You Listen, you, you're old. You can live the rest of your life and maybe not be bothered about what we're going to go through and what our children are going to go through. That's why we're fighting for it now. That's why it's important. Listen, to the left, to the crazy demons out there, wake up! You're being used by the government and the globalists and George Soros and all those assholes that are just destroying our country. You know what I mean? Listen, guys, I love you. And remember, vote tomorrow. And uh, I will see you Wednesday. All right. Remember, guys, Jesus is coming.